0: Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is The Real Movies Podcast. And that's how we start the show. Uh, <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we are joined tonight for a very special episode of The Real Movies Podcast. This is uh, something we've kind of wanted to do for a long time. Uh, we've thought about some things, we've talked to a couple of people, but uh, there was something special about uh, these two folks, uh, Matt and Kate Ramari, uh, down in Fort Myers, Florida, and they are uh, the hosts of... Special. <laughs> special. Yes, they're very special. They are our new friends, the hosts of Craft House Cinema. Guys, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you. It's, it's quite an honor to be on with such major celebrities such as... <laughs> <laughs> this is a real fantasy. I should... Uh, the music man.
0: <laughs> I could say the same to you guys. I truly, and I don't remember how I came across you guys. I don't remember if it was purely I through. Prob-
1: I probably spammed you on Instagram. Oh, so. I'm sure.
0: I'm sure that's what it was. I was thinking yeah. about that last <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> and so I, and I, and I gave the show a listen because in all honesty, like I had an idea for a while. Like, you know, it would be kind of the ultimate dream is to kind of take over like a reclaimed space. And do like a maybe two to three screen kind of like repertory movie theater, but also have it double as like a brewery. Like well, a little, like a five to ten tank yeah. operation.
1: Let, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's make a deal right here live on the air. We'll, we'll, we'll invest. Uh, we, we want to put up, uh, 50 bucks and we want 89% <laughs> of the stake. Perfect. <laughs> deal.
0: What is this, a brewery for ends?
1: No, okay. So honestly, this is, Kate and I's fantasy is very similar. We would love to have like a, uh, Honestly, we, we look at whenever we're like downtown Tampa or Port Myers, we find these like old, down like brick right. buildings. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to take one of those and make it like almost purposely shitty. Can I cuss on your podcast? Yes, you may. Okay. Purposely shitty um, uh, like one or two room building and just put up like a shitty projector <laughs> with like shitty makeshift uh, <laughs> seating and just have a big fridge of craft beer and screen weird movies and overcharge. Make there it like an overcharge.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like fifty bucks to see, you know, Plan Nine from Outer Space, <laughs> and it's like eight dollars a beer, but it's like the everything the cool people do, and that's how we make our money back. Exactly. There, go. <laughs> there
0: you go. Perfect. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. We'll have to get the Kickstarter going here momentarily. Yeah, um, yeah. All about the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's uh. Why we do a free podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Um, speaking of which, how's the Patreon going so far? So I know you guys we're just started. a
2: zero of $15, but I just hit up my parents today, so we might Sweet. have three by the end of the night. Yeah,
1: and we, and we did get our stickers in just like 10 minutes ago, so I that's s- pretty
0: cool. I saw that post, and I am and I swear to you, I'm going to pledge, and whatever I have to do to get a sticker, I'm going Woo-hoo, to do.
1: Go. Yeah. Yep. hey, deal. we'll pledge. If you guys, do you guys have a Patreon?
0: Another, that's another uh, thing we're exploring right now. We're, another dream. Yeah. You guys, right, well, you, you guys are doing it bigger we'll, than yeah, us right we'll,
2: now. We'll
1: check it out. Yeah, once uh, you're done exploring and you and you start discovering, we'll. Uh, it's
2: like a life for a life. Yeah.
3: yeah it,
4: it's shitty brewery theater and then Patreon.
0: That's that's <laughs> our priorities
1: there. Sounds like a plan to me.
2: Have a handshake over the airwaves right
1: now. There we go.
0: But um, I, I just wanted to compliment you guys, kind of starting off because uh, I love your 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 presence on Instagram, especially, and just um, you guys have just blown up so quick. I mean, I know you guys aren't, like, viral just yet, but it's like, just kind of to follow you guys sort of from the ground up uh, to this point has been really, really kind of exciting as a, as a friend, and so congratulations, Thanks. you guys, and I'm really happy to have you on.
1: Really, that's, really appreciate that. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. We uh, It's been really fun. I, I We have a good core um, with you and some of the others, and it's just been a, a fucking blast. We have really yeah, enjoyed it. That's awesome. We really appreciate that. And we love your podcast, by the way. It's, you know, obviously, it's you guys talk about the thing that we love. And, uh, we can't wait till later on to get to talk to you about Sundance because, yes. holy shit, we're jealous of you.
0: <laughs> I was, I was telling somebody, uh, I think I was talking to my dad or somebody the other night and I was saying how I think by, I was talking about, you know, the, this collaboration we're doing and a couple of other guests we're looking to have on, uh, later this season. Um, and I was saying that I think between this show and then whoever else I'm going to have on this month, I'm probably going to have at least five or six Sundance recap shows oh, <laughs> altogether. <all> sure. <laughs> which I'm totally cool with because the experience was that awesome. And yeah, so
1: it, 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 I got to go one time, and it, to this day remains one of my the best weeks of my entire life.
0: So you so you had been before?
1: I did. And when I was in college, I got to go in 2008, and okay. I know we're jumping the gun on the subjects yeah. here, but um, I'll, I'll tell you more later, but, um, yeah, I got to go in 2008 for 10 days, um, with a student pass, which as you probably know, gets me in a lot of cool places. Mm-hmm. And that year Tarantino was actually a judge. Oh man. kind of My, my true man crush. So, <laughs> um, it was awesome. But yeah, we'll talk more about that later. It's a, it's a magical little place.
0: Cool. Yeah, we will talk. Uh, we'll talk t- uh, more towards the end of the show. But uh, So, uh, Matt, my question for you guys is, did you wind up finding any uh, raspberry chocolate stout? Okay,
1: so Kate was, on, was tasked with that mission. We found <laughs> – go ahead, Kate. Well, I'm, I, I'm I, did not,
2: I did not find specifically raspberry chocolate, um, but I found chocolate um, in this really cool can. It's called um, – the actual beer is called Shot Down, and it's by Fort Collins Brewery. I don't know where they're from because they don't have a lot of info on the can, and I didn't research it yet. Probably
1: from Fort Collins.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like said, it's a little telling, <laughs> maybe. I don't know where that is, though. And okay. then um, the other one I found is a passion fruit um, wheat beer. Ooh. So I figured it was close yeah. to raspberry chocolate in the sense that have one <laughs> is fruit and the other is chocolate. Yeah. And one is like is like your Valentine's didn't go so well, so it's chocolate. <laughs> And
1: the other one is passion. So your Valentine, it's it's. I really have one or the other depending yeah. on your on your Valentine's
5: Day status.
0: I love it. You guys, you yeah. guys were clearly smarter than us. We just, I we've got so in Cincinnati, we've got uh just you know microbreweries popping up all the time. Um love it. And so uh, for the for uh kind of the February and uh, March uh, seasons there, uh, a couple of places just released. Different sort of uh, raspberry chocolate stouts, and so I have one open right now that I was just so thirsty that I couldn't, I couldn't wait. Um, and so this is from uh, a brewery here called Braxton Brewing Company. And okay. Uh, it is a black raspberry chocolate chip milk stout. Oh, um, And so, and so the hype with this one around around uh, our neck of the woods is that uh they it's brewed in collaboration with Grater's Ice Cream. Um, and Graders is a, uh, a, a local, uh, Cincinnati operation. They might have a couple of uh spots like in Columbus, Ohio. And I think, uh, Louisville, Kentucky has got some, but, gotcha. um, so they, so the way that they work is they make small batch, uh, French pot ice cream and they make everything by hand. Um, oh, and they, wow. and they produce, you know, and they're a pretty big franchise operation. And so. This uh their their really their flagship ice cream is the black raspberry chocolate chip ice cream. Ooh. And it is my all-time favorite ice cream. I've had ice cream all over the United <laughs> States and I swear to you need I have You start n- an ice cream
1: podcast. We really should.
0: <laughs> I uh <laughs> if I wouldn't be sick to my stomach probably every other week, I uh right. would definitely look into that. But um it is without a doubt my favorite ice cream that I've ever had anywhere and so this beer uh in especially around uh uh, kind of our region is really sort of special and it's delicious. Um,
1: I was going to ask you, so so how is it? Is it taste? Is it everything you want it to be?
0: I mean, it, it's funny because they tried this last, last year around this time last year, it was the first time that they, you know, announced it and it was a big deal because graders is a huge deal in Cincinnati. And so it kind of, you know, really put Braxton on the map compared to some of the other arguably bigger micro operations here in, um, in the area. And so, um, Last year's recipe honestly was not great. It just kind of tasted like a regular old stout. It tasted almost like a Guinness. Um, and then, but this year, but this year they altered the recipe a little bit. They added some more raspberry puree. Um, and it's, it's much better. It tastes a little bit more like the ice cream. And I think when it's ice cold, it's just about perfect because you get, I mean, you get kind of that, A chocolatey smoothness that you might normally get from a stout, kind of at the front, uh, with a little bit of raspberry. And then, kind of as it comes down, uh, as you swallow, it's, uh, you get sort of this dark fudge, dark chocolate fudge taste that kind of just rolls down the back of your tongue. (laughs) Whoa. Man, I didn't
4: know you were such a connoisseur.
0: Yeah, man, you're good at (laughs) this. I can taste it. I like my beer. I'm. You guys Jeez. you guys are far away and you can't get this one, so I'm gonna have to I honestly ship them. Dan, do you know what the shipping laws are in Kentucky? Yes,
4: because, uh, yeah. <laughs> do because, what you want and don't get caught. <laughs> I'll, I was, tell, you this.
1: I'll yeah. tell you this. We uh we just got a four pack of heady Popper shipped to us and from I'm so our jealous. Listeners. And it oh man, it's incredible. Yeah. Um and another one of our listeners is actually sending us Callie Creeman. So mm. So, it's doable, and we expect you to do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, now the pressure's on. Um, but we'll,
1: we'll, we'll have to find something. We'll send something. you some stickers. Yes, <laughs> yeah, please. Go. We'll send you some stickers, and we'll find a, like a funky Buddha or yeah, something. Yeah, we'll get
2: something local from one of our places, because we've got a few local breweries
0: here. I don't yeah, think that'd any be awesome.
2: Outside state, but we could send you something special to Fort Myers. In fact,
1: uh, just uh, going off that idea, maybe what we do is, going forward, every month we do an episode like this, and we drink the beers we send each other.
0: Like oh, ten we go. house. God. You guys are geniuses. See, this is why I love you guys. Like this is—you <laughs> guys are coming up with all the great ideas, and I'm gonna make sure that we're writing them all down. Um, like, like
5: you said, if not, like you we said. have it on recording. Yeah. yeah like, oh yeah. Okay, we're, see. We're special. Yes, that's
0: right. That's you're very correct. Um. Yeah. I just gotta find out. I gotta do some research and make sure that we can we can send beer out of Kentucky. Because um, we're some some of those laws are sticklers here. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll figure it out. Um but yeah, then I, I know a guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have to talk after the show. Yeah, um yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> but then the other one, I know that I had mentioned uh earlier to you guys that we I grabbed a second one also because there's another brewery here in town that's also doing a raspberry chocolate stout. And this one is called Rubus Cacao. Uh C A C A O, like the the beans. Yes, I
2: saw the picture of that one.
0: Yes, and this this is from Mad Tree Brewing Company, which is a larger operation than Braxton is. Um and I have not actually ever tried this before, but we're gonna crack the can open. Love that sound. And give this a whirl.
1: Alright. And while you give that a whirl, we're gonna crack ours open.
0: Do that. Ooh. Oh, oh.
2: look
5: at you, but you're being it's a podcast. Oh. You gotta
1: make as much noise as possible.
4: It's true. Beer.
2: I don't know if you guys saw my ethics fail last night on Instagram, but I, I got the corner of a beer cap off and then it was almost a failure completely.
0: Well, I heard about <laughs> it on episode 10 today.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: that
2: was actually recorded live while it was
0: happening.
2: <laughs> so, question though, um, did you watch, or did you watch it? Did you listen to that? Oh, you did what I always did. Yeah, which, this morning when we had the audio glitch or after Matt took it down and put it back up? Oh, yeah. oh I
0: think I listened to the, the audio glitch one. Because oh, you're,
1: you're like one of 16 who will ever hear that episode.
0: Because <laughs> I was wondering why I got the notification again that episode 10 was reposted. I was like, I know I listened to this already. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: we listened to it in the car, and Matt had this huge musical number going through one of the conversations. I, I left
1: one of my segues in the timeline when I was editing. Uh, and I, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to leave it up, and I'm going to own it, and whatever. It'll be like you know an Easter egg and then i it's like
2: an hour night, I, was like I can't handle this.
1: i can't handle knowing that's there so i took it down to
0: it. <laughs> i mean I, if i if i'm remember correctly i kind of remember like a brief jump like just a little short skip but i don't remember being like oh wow like that's like this like the jump cut in 2001 a space odyssey it wasn't quite that jarring
1: <laughs> gotcha gotcha <Awesome>. good reference
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so we just cracked open the rubus cacao from mad tree brewing and Honestly, Dan, what do you think? It's, oh,
4: I mean, it tastes like raspberry, but uh, not a fan. <laughs> gotta say,
0: it's, it's significantly more uh, like cocoa powder tasting than the than the Braxton mm, one.
2: Not as
1: fudgy, Dan. You're not as good at describing beers as Ben.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a one
4: to ten rater. Yeah, you know? gotcha. Give it like a two. It's
2: like our cat bed.
4: It's <laughs> Ben is like our cat Ben. Yeah, it's yeah. the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs>
0: Is he is he uh is he locked out of the room right now? Where we have to listen to him meowing and do the no, take a sip? No, we yeah, we've changed that up since,
2: and uh, he's outside. He was thrown gotcha. a third bit earlier, but I don't think the mics will pick him up.
5: <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, famous last words. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I would have to say between these two, I think I like the Graders one better. There's uh, I think there's a little more complexity to it, and this this Rubus is just a little too in your face for me.
1: Yeah, that that's something I I really like in my beer is when it, uh, and this is not anything unique to me. Right. Uh, people like this in their food or their beers when you have complexity and there's one flavor and then another flavor happens, right? And, uh, and the whole experience. And it's always nice when they're one doesn't overpower all the others. They kind of get, that's what makes the heady Topper honestly so good. Yeah. Like if somebody didn't have a lot of beer and they drank it, they'd be like, Oh, this is pretty good. Right. But when you have a lot of IPAs, that are just like malty and then bitter, malty and then bitter.
5: Mm. And then
1: you drink the heady Topper, it's got like this sweet start, subtle, and then it goes through like four or five hot flavors. It, it, you almost wow. don't think bitter. You think, like, you, you really taste. It, it's really amazing. It, it, if you have IPA Hetty and to- then you try this one, heady Topper, it's almost impossible to get outside the state of Vermont.
0: Yeah. I was going to uh, say, I don't know why it sounded familiar when I heard you guys talking about it a couple episodes ago, but it, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if I told you guys about the zombie dust from Three Floyds. Um, and somebody
1: else mentioned that to me too.
0: Yeah. And Three Floyds is in like somewhere, they're somewhere outside Chicago. I think they're in like a, one of the Indiana suburbs. Um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, every once in a while, like, there will be bars around here that will advertise like, Oh, come to happy hour on Friday from five to seven. And we've got, you know, uh, zombie, zombie dust on tap. Or we're having and a the three barges explode. Right. Or we're having a three Floyd's pint night and Oh, wouldn't you know it? Zombie dust is going to be there and you can keep the glass. And like, um, yeah. And those are the nights where the bar is just, it's totally just a madhouse. Um, Love it. and, uh, there was one time, uh, that I found out that my, uh, uh, the liquor store that I usually go to that's not far from my house um, was going to have a shipment of zombie dust in, in uh six pack bottles. And I was like, Oh my goodness, excuse me. Um, and so I ran down there find, And it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, 1399 for a six pack of bottles. So I'm like, well, that's expensive, but it's worth it. Right.
4: Um,
0: and so I, I think I'd had it on draft one time cause I managed to get into a, um, a bar where they are having a pint night and they were Uh, pouring the zombie dust, and it was so good. It is one of my all-time favorite beers. Um, Nice. And then I got it, uh, managed to get it in the bottles, and uh, it was just as good. And I think I've since drank it all because it's delicious. But I have not seen any of it since then, and it's been probably seven, eight, nine months since I would have picked up the six-pack.
5: Well, Um, it's
1: part of what makes the craft beer thing so much fun. And like I said a bunch of times, Kate and I are five. By no means experts, um, oh. but it. But we just started really enjoying them, and if as you probably know, once you get into them, it ruins normal beer for you. So you kind mm. of become beholden to it. Oh yeah. And I, I tell, I, I often tell people the appeal of getting into craft beer is similar to playing Pokemon, <laughs> because there's all these different types and flavors and all this shit, and it's so much fun to go to the store and try to you know, I'm using Pokemon terms, catch them all.
0: Yeah, I was going yeah. <laughs> to say. Sure. Got to taste them all.
1: And every once in a while, you get, um, like, a holographic card, or what we used to call shiny
5: cards. Oh,
2: my God. Yes. You're so, like, a holographic. Hologra- <laughs> I remember the holographic. <laughs> my yeah. first God. card was a holographic Mewtwo. But, like, what? I, yeah. See, when I first ever <laughs> pack of Pokemon cards. I
4: was like, I'm done. Look at you me. You I've got a holographic Mewtwo.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was like nine years old. <laughs> I <put my> off. <laughs> but
1: yeah, every once in a while you get this heady topper or zombie dust, or there's the, the really famous ones called Plenty of the Elder mm. out in California, and it's like yeah, it's like getting a holographic card. It's like holy shit, this, yeah. is, this is a beer. So it, it's really fun. We we really really enjoyed doing the whole craft beer adventuring.
0: So uh, what what did you say that you guys were drinking again? Talk a little bit about what right, you guys yeah, got. So, let's
1: get it. so we had uh, Shot Down, which is our Chocolate uh, stout. Got
2: a picture of a hot blonde eating chocolate on it. Mm. Yes,
1: and and uh, lipstick uh, kissing. Uh, it's kissing a lipstick kiss. Yeah, uh, and it is really good. Yeah. this is definitely the better of the two, it's, clearly yeah. to me. Mm. Uh, it's like
2: it's a lot of Almost
1: black um, as it should be, and just just chocolate. I mean, without yeah. being overpowering, without.
2: Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not too thick. It's not too light. It's just perfect. Yeah. It's like the Goldilocks of, of scouts.
1: Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> the other one is completely the opposite. It is mm. bright. Um, Super it's a, fruity. a little hazy, but really fruity. Too fruity, in my yeah. opinion. I like it. So like I'm holding on, Stout, holding on to the Stout. holding on the fruity thing. You talked over my joke. What's new? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, we... Two good beers. Kate did good. We're happy. Nice. It, it, it feels like Valentine's Day here. I'm, lo- I'm looking in, deeply into the eyes of a beautiful woman. I'm not gonna a present. <laughs> this was your present.
2: I bought it.
5: Your money is my money now.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm drinking That's your money.
5: Two-thirds of your money anyway. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: yeah, we're, we're happy. These are great beers.
0: Nice. So... um We kind of want, we, there's a reason I think that we wanted to go with the raspberry chocolate stouts this week is because, you know, like these breweries are sort of getting ready for the Valentine's uh, season, uh, we thought it might be appropriate to discuss with our new friends, uh, some of our favorite romance movies. Um, and I'm, and I, for me, I was, you know, kind of leaning romantic comedy, but then I was like, well, there's also some really great romantic dramas. That would be fun. Well, you know, it's
1: funny. That's, that's an interesting thing too, because when I made that post on Instagram, that was like, I I was actually not sure what to write because I didn't immediately I thought okay romantic comedies but I wanted to know like yeah. romance movies and romance movies sounds weird to
2: me. Well, weirdly, when you started listing yours off, you said Jerry Maguire, and I said that's not a romance movie, and you're like, you complete me, and you had me as a, like, romance lives <laughs> and I'm like, it's about football. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling she's play. gonna
4: hate mine.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Jerry Maguire's. Well, we yeah. are not strict on the guidelines for these things. If you no. make a suggestion, unless it's like Starship Troopers. <laughs> damn it. The
2: <laughs> there's
5: sex in it, of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not a romance But
2: like Transformers, the great romance Exactly. Oh, it. yeah. The
5: love story right, so
4: of you Got my top you, two right there.
2: There we go. <laughs> All right, we're done.
1: Dan, you're done. You can go All on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want us to go through our posts here and get the ball rolling?
0: Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um,
1: right, I'm going to let Kate do that while I dream my beer. Okay.
0: okay.
2: Yeah, all right. So we had Hophead Photography says, um well, first of all, our, the subject was just your top three romance movies of all time. And so the first response we got back was from Hophead Photography. And they said, The African Queen, Say mm. Anything, and either of the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movies. So they didn't get super specific. I think that means they really had a top four. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What are the Frank two Tom rules. Hanks movies? You've got Mail like, and then what's the other one? Sleepless in Sleepless Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Right? Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. All right, then we had my my good friend, Healthy Betch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <her laughs> it's a great
0: G- name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Her
2: name's Jay. Um, she said Titanic, Wally, and Sleepless in Seattle. Duh. No, nice. That's
1: great
2: choices. Yeah, I think Wally is super understanding as yeah. a romance movie. I Absolutely. All right, then we have uh, uh, Bubblegum Jive. Shout
1: out, Bubblegum
2: Jive. Yeah, yeah. she's sending us some beer. Um Stout out, excuse me. <laughs> she said Sabrina with my boy, exposed with an eye, Bogart and Audrey Hepburn, Sixteen Candles and Love in the Time of Cholera. Mm.
1: Sixteen Candles is, is one of Kate's.
2: I love that movie, but yeah. it's not my favorite romance movie. No, it's like yeah. an angsty teen movie to me. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah alright. Then we have Film Grinder three oh three said Eternal Sunshine is a spotless mind. And then just put Um, so I don't think he has any other favorite.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, he probably meant like, well, that's the end all be all, so you don't really need Yeah, That's a and great that's movie. Great movie.
2: And then we got Aaron's movie log had uh, La La Land, mm. and Autumn's mm. Tale, and Shanghai Blues with an honorable mention to Whisper of the Heart and Love on Delivery.
1: I love that answer because I've only seen one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. For one.
2: All right. Um, who else on here? We got... B.J.J. Blogger C.C. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just a lot to read. Um, Eternal Sunshine, Jerry Maguire,
0: there you go, and 500 Days of Summer. Ooh, nice. Ooh.
2: That yeah. one is good. I, I, is that McConaughey? Is, no. Or Harrison Ford? Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which no, movie? movie? Yeah, <laughs> which one? And, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: Oh, I'm, okay. Obviously, I have not seen you it. You haven't seen it? No. We're
2: going
0: to watch it. Oh, that. yeah. Matt, that's a good one.
2: Nice. All
1: right,
2: we got. Uh, I do these. I love this stuff. <laughs> Gorman Bichard has City Lights, Amelie, and
1: one. Nice. Amelie, I've had so many people yell at me for not having seen that. So well, that's we're awesome. Yeah, that. we need to watch that's
2: that. That's right. a Valentine's
0: Day night. We're
1: gonna do that. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, have, you, have you
0: guys seen it? I'm, I think I think I've seen the first like twenty minutes, and then I don't remember what happened. <laughs> not I at, at all.
2: It compared to uh, Shape of Water. Yes.
0: Oh, kind of. So I'm, I'm I don't think there's any there's any uh fish uh sexual relations no. uh, but uh it's kind of it's sort I of mean, it's, it's sort of that same way again. where she doesn't really speak. Okay.
5: Okay. I all
0: right. think. That's cool. And it's by you know you know who the star is is uh the French actress who is in uh the Da Vinci Code with Tom Hanks. Um yeah. oh, Audrey another great rom com. Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm I think
2: Love the part where they find out that she's related to Jesus. Yes. It was the most romantic part. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sorry.
2: No, it's
0: uh, no, it's it's all good. Do you have any are there any more comments?
2: Yes, we've got Craft and Roger, uh, Ghost and the Notebook. He only had two. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that the
1: notebook wasn't in
2: there more,
5: and more people's answers.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. one of
2: mine, but I like it. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Lady Macbeth Star. She said, Slender in the Grass, mm. Singles, and Amelie, which mm-hmm. she specifically like posted about it and tagged me and Benny, my cat, and Matt <laughs> in it and said, you guys need to watch this movie. So it's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, she like had this really beautiful narrative about getting off a subway train in New York and um, a homeless guy and a rat. Oh, that that's, and right, that's right. It was her most beautiful <laughs> memory ever. And I was like, okay, I guess wow. I'm going to watch this movie. Um, alright, then uh the the T H A the DJ. The DJ. Yeah, just like that. Natural born killers.
5: I oh, I interesting. love
1: that answer.
5: Yeah, right. that's a I, good on answer. That movie.
1: I like to say that I like it because I, I do it's fascinating. I can't help but watch the whole thing when it's on. Um but I have a lot of problems with it too. It is it's a chore. I don't know. I, I have a very love hate relationship with that movie, but I love that you put that in there as one of the romance movies.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a unique right. choice. Yeah. yeah,
1: and written by Tarantino, by the way. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Go. I've got uh, the Phantom Monk said Shaun of the Dead, Warm <laughs> Bodies, and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh wow. Yeah, Which was actually like I watched Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and I'm a huge Pride and Prejudice fan, and they did a pretty good job. That movie
1: yeah. is shockingly watchable.
0: It is it is shockingly watchable. I remember going to see it in the theater and thinking like oh! like God, this is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, like this is yeah. this is gonna be awful. But you no, know, you're right. Like the action wasn't bad and it was kind of surprisingly I thought it was surprisingly violent for a PG thirteen. Yes. And yeah. uh yeah. and I love like I kind of I basically fell in love with Lily James at that point. I think uh, uh yeah. Cinderella. I don't know
5: which one it is, but they're all they're
1: all okay, <laughs> okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> <you. That's> <laughs>
2: Um, all right, and then also Monk gave a uh, honorable mention to Groundhog Day. Okay.
1: Oh, I, yeah, that is a romance movie. and God, yeah. that is one of the great yeah, but I
2: can't ever see myself falling in love with Bill Murray.
1: <laughs> oh, I could.
5: Do <laughs> you think you look like Bill Murray?
1: No, no, I just love Bill Murray. Okay. Uh, and by the way, just Monk is obsessed with zombies. That's why his life is so Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, That's you great. can see some sort of his... Uh, his animation. Yeah,
1: Phantom Monk is a really talented short filmmaker, and he makes a lot of animated claymation stop-motion stuff. Oh, wow. In my like, Gorman, Gorman Bachar, the other guy who commented, is a very talented documentary filmmaker. Oh,
5: holy shit. Yeah, and
1: he's the one that suggested the eight and a half. Yeah. Uh, Magic Number. Yeah, no wonder. Night. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So anyway, yeah, he seems like a really cool guy. But, yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We only Gorman have
2: Bichard. one other comment, and then we can talk about our own. Uh, Antonell Adonis. Adam- Adam- Add any... Sorry, I'm not sure. Um, like Ghost, Titanic, and Blue is the warmest color.
0: Ah, Ooh, have you okay. seen? Have you seen Blue is the warmest color? I have. No. It is. Uh, it's on Netflix, and it's a French. It's a French film about. Uh, this. It's kind of like. Uh, have you seen? Uh, uh Call Me by Your Name yet?
1: No, I have not. Okay.
0: Uh, it, it's kind of like that, except without the massive age difference. So it's kind of like, you know, one, you know, teenage girl kind of comes out of her shell when she meets and kind of falls in love with this sort of punkish or otherwise kind of the, like kind of a quote unquote bad girl. And, um, and there's, and it's, and it's French. It's, uh, so it's got subtitles, but it's in the criterion collection. Um, and it's like two and a half hours long. Like it's super long and it doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, <laughs> and I think, and I think it, it was. Works. Yeah, it's artsy, and I think it was rated NC-17 because I think there's some pretty explicit, uh, sex scenes yes. in there.
1: Wait, wait, hold
0: on. It. It, it is lesbians.
1: It is lesbians. Oh, so <laughs> he's
0: like, all right, podcast he's like, over. He's like, We're watching that tonight. Uh, <laughs> no, not but it right <laughs> Saturday
5: at 7 <laughs>
0: You'll have to you'll have to ch- see if it makes a nice double feature with Amelie. I don't know the answer. Uh okay. right. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So those are
2: all
1: our comments.
0: Yeah. And, uh I would love to hear what your guys' top three are. Mm. Dan, you want to take this one first?
4: Uh, sure. Well, she already said name? two of mine. Um, you know, Transformers and Stormtroopers. <laughs> so, uh, no, I uh, I went with uh, Say Anything. Definitely classic. Okay. Um, Mr. Wright, recent Anna Kendrick movie. Tell me about that one. I'm
1: trying to remember what that
4: is. Uh, Anna Kendrick and. Who's the guy? Sam yeah? Rockwell.
5: Sam Rockwell. Oh, man, that's a great double.
4: T- yeah, yeah. He's, uh, she's a little goofy. He's a uh, assassin, you know. Oh. They fall in love. It's uh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sam Rockwell it's, is one of those actors that film people love.
4: Yeah. Let's see. Uh, a girl falls for the perfect guy who happens to have a very fatal frawl. He's a hitman on the run from the crime cartel who employed him.
1: Dan, you sound like you're reading. <laughs> I'm just
4: that. I'm that good. <laughs> he
5: pulls that right
4: out of his memory. Right?
0: Yep. <laughs> He's sitting there struggling, and then all of a sudden, it just comes to him. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the all-time
4: greatest rom-com, my date with the president's daughter. Oh, classic. Yes. 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 Wow. Oh my
5: god, that.
4: Yes. Classic. Yes. So good. Man,
5: I'm, I'm, this is
1: my weak category. I got to. <laughs> yeah.
4: And then uh, you do watch a lot of
1: rom-coms.
5: No, I guess not.
4: Honorable mention, uh, snakes on a plane, you know. Whoa,
5: whoa, 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 whoa. That's not <laughs> a romance. But... Ah, see it There's again. a lot of
4: snakes out there, but that's more worth. The, the love in Sam Jackson's eyes cannot be refused.
2: When surrounded by all those
4: snakes? Yeah. Such passion.
2: Will you
5: marry me,
3: motherfucker?
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I thought I'm, I knew to you.
0: <laughs> I'm seeing that movie in a whole new light right now. I've got to yeah. revisit really yeah. it.
5: Wow, dang.
4: It's the perfect movie. People just didn't give it a chance.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: oh, man. Uh,
1: Wasn't that movie written by the internet?
4: I believe so, yes.
1: <laughs> like, people got in a forum or something like that. There was some, it was like an experimental thing where people, uh, they, like, they they just all, like, thousands of people contributed to the storyline, that and that's what came
5: out
0: yeah, I can believe it.
1: All right, so, uh, Ben, talk to us. What, what do you got?
0: Oh, man. Uh, well, this was tough for me because I just, uh, I was, uh, I think whenever we first discussed this uh, uh, the other day, I was I was at work, and so I kind of just, I had to just get the ideas out. And so I just grabbed a uh, post-it and just kind of scribbled down, like, about seven or eight movies here, but I'm going to try to condense it into into just three. Um,
1: All right. We won't tell
0: your boss. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I think uh, just to kind of throw a little bit of a curveball here, I think probably my first one would be "It Happened One Night," uh, which is what, what
1: is do you know that movie?
5: What is that movie?
0: It's uh, it's widely regarded as the first, pro- the first ever screwball comedy. Um, it what? stars, wow. it stars uh, Clark Gable. Wow. And who's the woman? Um. Oh, crap. Dan, can you look up? It happened one night. I don't remember who the woman in it is. Um, oh,
1: now that you say that, I, I'm starting to, like, picture the. Um, Claudette movie.
0: Colbert. It's, it's, that's who it is. It's, uh. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, um, Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert. And it came out, like, like the early 40s. And this was, oh, um. No. And the interesting thing about this was that Clark Gable at the time was, uh, kind of, he, I think he was on contract with MGM. And he uh, was kind of like an asshole on the movie that he'd done prior with them. And I think the movie didn't do very well. And so, of course, at that time, like MGM was like the biggest of the big movie studios. And everybody wanted to work there. Um, But at the time, Columbia, or now like Sony Pictures, who uh, originally released it, happened one night. They were basically like the lowest tier movie studio. Like you went there to basically end your career. Uh, (laughs) And so... To kind of make uh, uh, Clark Gable sweat a little bit, MGM lent him to Columbia to do this movie um, to kind of get him to clean up his act a little bit. And uh, so he didn't really want to do this film, but he wound up doing it. And it has since become regarded as, like I said, the first screwball comedy, one of the funniest movies ever. Um, And it is really funny. And it's about um, he plays a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Dan's never seen it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe he plays a reporter who uh, kind of uh, winds up following this, like, uh, New York socialite as she's kind of trying to get away from an arranged marriage that I think her father's trying to pressure her into. And so, you know, she kind of goes on the, not really like, as, as on the lamb as a New York socialite in the, you know, the 40s could go. Um right. And he kind of, you know, meets her along the way and winds up following her. And, um, you know, they kind of do the whole, like, they're a little, you know, mean to each other at first. And then of course, by the end, they kind of soften up towards one another. Um, and actually, oh. uh,
1: well, I, what I, what I, what I'm picturing too, what I love about the, the backstory you gave us, is like a bitter Clark Gable yes. probably, it probably made him funnier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. It's, uh, you, you really got to try to seek it out. I don't know. Um, I'm sure it's probably streaming somewhere. Um, it, does it, hold up? Like it, to, it does. It does. It um, does. Wow. Because Criterion actually just released a Blu-ray like last year, and I and I have the Blu-ray. Um, Are you a
1: Criterion collector yourself?
0: Absolutely, I am.
1: That's awesome. I Kate and I were just talking about that the other day because I've always, anytime a movie gets the Criterion uh, you know seal of approval, I know what it means, but I never understood. Like, who they were? Like, is it just like a group? Is it... what? Do you, without, like, be distracting too much here, what is Criterion? Is it just an organization that says, we deem your movie a classic, and now we're going to re-release it? Uh,
0: <laughs> well, they're, um... They're, they're, like, a boutique, you know, home video label, obviously, and they're dedicated to kind of, you know, making sure that, uh some of these like artistic voices get heard from around the world and from throughout cinema history. And so it's not necessarily that they deem your movie like a classic and they release it. It's like, um, really honestly, it's kind of whatever they can get their hands on. They're really just like anybody else. Um, like I think they get, uh, but they sort of lean towards stuff that's either considered classic or stuff that's well received by uh, critics and, audience and or audiences, and/or um, audiences. You're not
1: gonna, you're not gonna see a Criterion on uh, Bad Boys Two anytime soon.
0: Probably not. But honestly, if you go back far enough, there's a Criterion DVD of Armageddon. Mm. And uh,
2: I like Armageddon. I think I have that <laughs> Criterion <laughs> DVD. You know what's funny? We've
1: been talking about Armageddon a lot. Yeah, and this is on topic because there is a big love story in that.
2: I thought someone did. It wasn't in the comments, but I thought somebody did say it was...
1: They did, but this is why we've been talking about it. It was under, we did a post that was, give us your top three movies so bad they're good. Yeah. And somebody listed that. And then I did, give me your top three space travel movies, and somebody listed Armageddon again. So, there, it's this Michael Bay phenomenon where certain people are like, this is a seriously awesome fucking movie, and then there's other people that are like, God, it's so bad, but I enjoy it.
2: Some people just think that Ben Affleck looks good on camera, and that <laughs> Bruce
1: Willis is a good actor. I mean,
2: they blow him up on an asteroid.
1: Here's what I'll say from a personal <laughs> standpoint, and I know we're getting distracted, but anyways, this mm. is what we do on podcasts, right? Yes, um,
4: absolutely. It's my entire I, job. I
1: love that movie. I hate. I really don't have a lot of respect for Michael Bay. I've never been a big fan. Thank you. But I like Armageddon, and I love The Rock. I think The Rock is one of the most fun movies to watch
0: yeah no The Rock's a good one
1: and, and that just to bring it full circle that's another movie with a bitter actor that made him better because Sean Connery yes. did not want to do that movie
0: right
2: for a good reason they said hey you're going to be acting with Nicholas Cage today if you watch the-
4: <laughs> I really thought you went like completely left field there and we're just like had to throw it in there that you loved uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson oh. <laughs> like while we're on it I love The Rock
5: I vote for him for
1: president yeah <laughs> um, but but yeah, Sean Connery uh, did not want to do that movie, mm. and you can if you watch it going that you can see that he throws every line away. He doesn't give a fuck the entire movie, yeah, and it makes his character. It makes it.
0: It's another one so, I got to rewatch. Yeah, it's on yeah, TV yeah. like every other week. I feel like so. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it's Michael Bay. Yeah, More Barry Bruckner than Michael Bay. But it's. Yeah, that's true.
0: Bay. Yeah, but um. All right, sorry, Ben. No, 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 no. You're totally good. I uh, I always love talking about the Criterion Collection. I was gonna say, like, what kind of show do you think we are? Like, <laughs> asking, right. asking about the Criterion Collection. Um, <laughs> no, but I I love it, and I uh, they're getting ready to come out with. Uh, by the time this sh- we'll post this show, they'll probably already be out. Um, I think next week they're releasing Night of the Living Dead. Um. Uh, Classic. and then uh, also they're doing a release of silence of the lambs um Ooh. and night so
1: that one night of the living dead is a movie that kate has never seen
0: oh I, kate
1: yeah and I, I honestly to me it's one of the scariest movies i've ever seen there's something about that movie. yeah
0: it's well for me it's more it's less about the horror and more about the subtext um yeah yeah and so but but i, I still love it even for that and so um and I think that this is. The
5: girl with the shuttle, man. Haunts my oh, head. Oh, man.
2: Well, off topic, but on topic, because related <laughs> to zombies, my uncle was in Day of the Dead. Yes. Oh, wow. Kate's, Kate's uncle a...
1: plays the tall clown.
2: Yeah, if you look looking at nice. it, there's a scene. I only seen this scene because I was really young when I yeah. showed this stuff, and I was traumatized afterwards. <laughs> um, but if you. There's a part where a guy, like a one armed guy, I don't know, he's walking, and he unlocks a gate, and he just goes and lays on the floor. And then all these zombies show up out of nowhere and start eating him. And they actually do like a close-up on my uncle's face. He's mm. what is called the Unhappy Clown Zombie. That's <laughs> his Because they shot that scene on Captiva in Florida and he showed up to be an extra.
5: Oh my so, God.
2: So and... that's what my uncle was like, oh, I just got on DVD, let's watch it. And then I had to go to the bathroom immediately afterwards and was terrified that there were zombies in the shower. Oh. <laughs> Man. Oh, I checked every time I went anywhere. I was like, hey, is that anything
5: here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to cut ourselves off to get two ADD cinephiles. No, today. yeah, we got, oh.
0: I think you got four ADD cinephiles. <laughs> um, no, but we that were worked. talking about, <laughs> I think we were talking about it happened one night and I was uh, kind of, basically that's what it was about. was about, you know, he's a reporter and she's a socialite. Right. And right. she goes on the lam because she doesn't want to marry this guy who's a, who's a dickhead and then they kind of end up falling for each other. But, So I said it's famous for being kind of, uh, considered the first screwball comedy. Also, uh, there are, uh, there's a character in it named Bugs who, uh, (laughs) who says, uh, and he, and he's only in, I think, one, maybe two scenes. And, uh, like at one point they're like on a bus or a train or something. And he says, what's up, doc? That is amazing. Kind of in, kind of in a, not like the obnoxious kind of Bugs Bunny voice that we know, but like, that's what, that's what he is. And so again, when I first saw this movie in like, a, I think it was at one of the film classes in college and I sort of took this to be true. Cause I think if uh, maybe I did a little research afterwards and found out to be true or not. I don't remember, but uh, our professor at least told us that that was kind of a, you know, if you notice that, then that was, you know, somebody like Tex Avery or Chuck Jones or one of the guys that helped create the Looney Tunes was best friends either with that guy or somebody that was on the film that was like a writer and right. basically that was the impetus for Bugs Bunny. Wow. Um, and so Looney Tunes as a whole kind of sprung out of this movie also. Um, Interesting. And so yeah, it's definitely worth uh worth checking out. And I think uh the by the end of the movie it's the first it's the first time and they don't show it specifically, but it was like the last shot of the movie is like for the time was like a big like shocking ending um oh. shocking not like oh. scary but shocking just like so, oh really they did they that? all died like, shocking is <laughs> in like taboo so um so, kiss on
5: camera. <laughs> so 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 <laughs>
0: so do your do your research and then see if you can find it at the library or if you can find it streaming or maybe even we can't. maybe yeah. even order it's the dvd streaming.
4: it's not streaming
0: it's not streaming much. okay
5: <laughs> I try. <laughs>
0: um, so that's It Happened One Night. And then next, uh, I was going to pick Casablanca, and I'm not sure because... Um, I mean, it is obviously a classic all-time romance and is one of the best movies I've ever seen. But I think I'm I'm probably just going to go off ones that I've probably seen the most and enjoyed the most. Um, and instead of that, I'm going to go with uh, Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm so embarrassed to say that I haven't seen that because uh. I loves Spike
0: Jones. Yes. Um, and it is far better than the synopsis would lead you to believe. <laughs> A man falls in <laughs> love with his with his operating that does,
1: system. That doesn't surprise me at all. That you can almost say that about every one of Spike Jones's movies. Yes. It's like the synopsis makes it seem simple, but those movies are deep. You can analyze it oh, yeah. for forever.
0: Oh my God. And it's and it's beautifully made and Joaquin Phoenix is obviously fantastic. One and of the best. The best part of the movie is Scarlett Johansson, and she's not even in it. She plays the voice of the computer. And, and did
1: you know? Did you know that they they shot the entire movie without her?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and yes yeah, she just had a dub in the studio, and it's like, and it's honestly to this day my favorite Scarlett Johansson performance. I think she should okay. have been nominated for an Oscar.
1: Not only did they dub her in, but they had actually cast a different actress and recorded every scene with a different that's actress. Right, that's had- right. That's right. I can't remember, uh, but Spike Jones was watching in the edits and thought
5: it's just not working. Yeah, it's yeah,
1: something. There's no chemistry. It doesn't feel right. And so, you know, only Spike Jones or any of the other actors can go. Oh, you, go give me ScarJo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. ScarJo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well,
0: her. well, that's another one. Kate, Kate, you said you've seen it.
5: Uh, no. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> i just said that i love scarlet oh ah, okay uh. but uh
0: yeah so that's another one you guys got to track down and that one's pretty recent i think that came out in 2013 or 14 yeah. so it shouldn't be hard will. to find um and then lastly god i've got so many on here but uh <laughs> i think i'm gonna do crazy stupid love okay with I've uh not seen that either. with uh Jesus. steve carell and ryan gosling oh i hate that movie I
2: have seen that. Wait,
0: wait, wait, Dan. What did you say? I hate that movie. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, see, I don't it's like funny, and it's. It's. I don't like smart. watching
4: movies twice, and that's like constantly on TV. Aha. Uh-huh.
0: I like. Oh, I like that people, one. So
2: we fail. We yeah. have. We have basic cable. We have like the first five channels.
1: We have enough that I can watch my sports. But the
2: there you go. We have have a <laughs> package with
5: basic
0: cable. Yeah. Realistically, that's all you need these days. Everything else winds really? up on Netflix. So. Yeah, we got
1: Amazon, Netflix, HBO, and we just pretty much watch movies. So yeah. What
0: else? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I would say those Steve are my. Steve Carell three.
1: and Ryan Gosling is that? Yeah, even, that's, a, that's an interesting I'm combination.
5: I've
0: seen this movie. It's an interesting combination, and it works because uh, like Steve Carell plays a guy who he's married to Julianne Moore, and I think he finds out ah, that she yeah. she had an affair with some I don't remember who the guy is, uh, like her boss or something, and um. Yeah. Her, her boss is Kevin Bacon, and so Julianne Moore mm-hmm. has an has an affair with Kevin Bacon, and Steve Carell finds out and gets upset, and they separate for a while. And um, while they're separated, he meets Ryan Gosling, who's kind of a you know the womanizing guy who tries to get him you know his life turned around for him. And so uh, you know hilarity and hijinks obviously ensue. <laughs> um, so it's 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 a fun movie. If you um, it's not quite as screwball as like. A, the nice guys. If you ever saw, yeah, uh, that movie. Um, yes. so it's so he's not that goofy. Um, he's he's almost playing like I hesitate to say a parody of himself because like you right. you think of Ryan Gosling as being like a serious kind of uh you know, a serious actor who does serious work and could pretty much be in like you know any you know uh, could basically be a model for anything and he does like work with Nicholas Winding Refn who's always you know really serious and does a lot of like. Perfume ads and cologne ads and stuff, and right. so he kind of plays that guy, but in like a more kind of a funnier way. Um, so it's it's interesting, and it, I think it's it's I think it's one of his better roles, honestly. I think it fits him really well, um, and is kind of against type, but not really for him. Um, so gotcha. it's kind of cool. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll I'll use that as a segue. I think that covers you guys, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely, yes. so one of the first movies we watched, we started out as a blog. Um, yeah, and I know, I think you did too, right? That's correct. Um, and one of the first movies we watched was La La Land. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put that on my list.
5: Mm, okay. I, Boo. I
1: was shocked at how much I enjoyed it because I just had no interest in watching a musical. Yeah. But it has so much more there and I just love the visuals and I love the way it's put together. Okay. Um, and I, I just think Emma Stone might be the best actress that's ever walked the earth. I really, mm. I know she's early in her career and that's a bold statement, but that, that scene at the beginning of the movie in La La Land yeah. where she's auditioning and she's on the phone and she's getting emotional. Yes. And they keep moving in on her face. Um, and, and in Birdman, I mean, I, I just think oh, yeah. in the world. Emma Stone. So she's also um,
4: in a uh, crazy, stupid love. That's right. <laughs> I think
1: she
0: plays Steve Carell and Julianne Moore's oldest daughter. Correct.
1: Oh, my. God. And by the way, Carell's an underrated
0: actor. Oh, absolutely. Guy, oh, he's an underrated dramatic actor. Uh, That's exactly what I yeah. mean. Like, yeah. if you've ever seen Foxcatcher, he's phenomenal. Um, God,
5: that I movie saw, was amazing. Saw, you
1: no, you saw yeah. Foxcatcher. I saw Foxcatcher? That's yeah. the wrestling movie with Carell and Channing Tatum. I think
2: you're thinking. Oh, I saw part of it.
1: Oh, you, you okay, yeah. I saw. I saw the end of
2: it while I was sewing a lot of work. Great
1: movie. And, and Carell is unbelievably... Strange in that movie. Yes. Um, but that's what makes The Office so good. Because right. Because as funny as he is, those moments where he's he's lonely or
5: I completely serious, or
1: he's missing his Holly or whatever, it's, yeah. it's so believable all mm-hmm. of
5: a sudden.
1: Um, but yeah, so, okay, La La Land. Um, whew, man. I'm going to put. See, you're, you're making me rethink then, because you have some <laughs> interesting intellectual answers. And I, my my next one was gonna be Titanic okay um, because I loved it I'm a, I was a history major and a film minor yeah and I and I and I do like James Cameron um I, i'm he's not my favorite director but I get excited when he comes out with things because I know how much money he can get right and it always makes his movies interesting to me um but that i I, I, I love that movie um and it came out when I was a uh a youngster, so it was pretty intense when I first saw it. Yeah. Um, so that 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 feeling sticks with me even when I watch it today. Um, and and the Irish dancing scene, I'm an Irishman. Uh, <laughs> that to me is one of my all time favorite scenes in any movie. Nice. Um,
0: and then my final
1: one, and as comes to no surprise, Jerry Maguire. That, <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies. Period. I well, I just think it's so funny and so well done. I'm a huge Tom Petty fan, and yeah. I love the Tom Petty score uh, when, it, when it comes on. Um, that That's going to be my top three.
0: Gotcha. No, that's per That's fun of mine. That's nice.
1: Well, was one, of yours, one of yours was Titanic. Obviously. obviously. Clearly. Can you <laughs> pick three others?
2: I can pick two others. That's what I did.
1: <laughs> no, Don't go think? for it. Let us know.
2: All right. So, Titanic, obviously, because I've seen that movie a gajillion times in the last... Case said Titanic. Oh, my God. It came out in 97, yeah. right? It's 2018 yeah. now.
0: Yeah, it's 11 years old. I got now. that
2: movie on VHS when I was eight years old.
0: With the with oh, the two with the two tapes.
2: Yes, <laughs> and I drove my family insane watching mm. it a gazillion times. My favorite movie. Nice. Um, and then I have a uh, Sense and Sensibility. Okay. Uh, Pride and Prejudice's is uh, less popular cousin. Yep. And my third one was Love Actually because I've seen that one a gazillion times too. So I yeah. love British.
0: That's acceptable. <laughs> that's,
2: that's about it. If it's got Alan Rickman or uh, or um, Keira Knightley, <laughs>
4: sure. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Atonement—that's a good one. Yeah, I haven't seen that in, since it was in theaters. No, that good yeah. yeah.
0: That's another one that they were talking about. Like uh, with this t- this summer when Dunkirk came out, they were like, "Oh well, Atonement did Dunkirk." Then that final shot of the movie—the the last like seven minutes—is just like a, a single take, like zoom out of. Uh, that beach with just all mm-hmm. these right. guys on it, and it's a little. I, I remember that one being that scene. Like by the end, by the time it zooms to where it finishes, is like, uh, almost finishes like a painting. Uh, yeah, if I remember, yeah. and um, but I also I, I preferred Nolan's Dunkirk. Uh, that Kate, that was one of my
1: Kate and I's favorite movies of last
0: year. Yeah, easily. me too. So could you watch mm-hmm. Atonement and then
4: switch over to Dunkirk, like the post and the presence Goodman?
0: All the presidents. are. I mean, yeah. Rogue One and going into A New Hope. Right. Um, yeah, I think you could do that. I think my double feature, if I were to pair a uh, Dunkirk with another movie, I'd probably pair it with Darkest Hour. Um, Makes sense. And I can't, I'm not sure if I would do Darkest Hour first or Dunkirk first. But it's funny because those movies end in the exact same place. Um, Dunkirk ends, spoiler alert, Dunkirk ends with the guys getting back to England and on a train and the kid's reading the newspaper and he's reading Winston Churchill's speech about uh, not giving up and not surrendering to the tyranny that's in Europe. Um, The end of Darkest Hour is Gary Oldman in Parliament giving that speech. Uh, Ah. So I thought it was a really interesting parallel. And, and, And three quarters of that movie is about him trying to figure out what he's doing about the Dunkirk situation and, uh, you know, what they're going to do to try to stop uh, Germany from advancing on their guys on that beach in France. And so, um, right. very good movie if you guys haven't gotten out to it yet. We have we not. We have
2: it, but if we hit that $15 tier, mm.
1: always plug sure it go do
0: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah,
5: that, I think that covers the top three there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and just because I've got the list, and it'll kill me if I don't say the, yeah, say please. some of these other ones I had. I also had Big Sick written down, which was oh, one of my oh favorites my of last God, year. It's
4: a good one. God, I
1: just
2: didn't even think about that. One. Take Titanic off your list and put the Big Sick. Yeah. On it. I
0: will,
1: I <laughs> that, that's not just out of kindness to you. That, I God, I love not that. Not out movie.
5: of demand from your wife. And that we
1: uh, we did talk about that in one of our first podcast episodes. It was one of the first movies we watched yeah. for the blog, and um. Oh my god, that's a good movie.
0: Yeah, and I just rewatched it because I, I loved it so much, and the Blu-ray came out, and I bought it, and I it sat on my shelf for a while, and I finally rewatched it a couple weeks ago, and it's it holds up. It is just it's, it's fabulous. I love it. You know, it's, it, and it's so funny. Um, any
1: Dud Appertal movie yeah. I, on a different day would make it make it in my list.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because my another one I had written down was Trainwreck uh, oh, because what? I'm. Not, Cause I, I, and I normally, I despise Amy Schumer. I don't, oh. I don't like her stand up. I don't like her as a wow. person, but the, I love that movie. I don't know what yeah, it was. Great movie. I and think she the, wrote it. Too. She like wrote it. Of, yeah. And I guess it was Christina the, in that movie. right. And I, and I think it was the writing, but I think also what I really liked about it was just her and Bill hair and Bill Hader as like the yeah. leads of a romantic comedy. And I just, you know, neither of them are particularly, you know, classically good looking. And, right. uh, I just think, and they had good chemistry, and I thought it worked. Um, and so I had that.
1: That's all after Right. I saw
0: right. an interview with Bill Hader,
2: He was on uh, Tonight Show, and it was before the movie ever came out. Like, he was just on, calling on something else, and he was talking about this movie he was acting in right now, and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually the leading man. It like, it's <laughs> super weird. They called me, and I thought, oh, cool, I'm going to be somebody's awkward best friend. Or right, brother. yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, always going to be the leading man, and he was like, what is the subject
1: of this movie? <laughs> um, speaking of him as the awkward brother, um, or, or the... Forgetting uh, Sarah Marshall? Yeah. yeah. That's, yes.
3: That's,
1: that's, <laughs> yeah. that's one of the most rewatchable movies ever made.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that movie. It's been a while, but it's 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 great. And then yeah. uh, Get Him to the Greek, the uh, the spinoff that's yeah. not quite as good, yeah. but... Uh,
2: I went and saw that with my parents at a midnight show. Oh, God.
0: Like, How did that go? That was
2: weird. <laughs> I was going to say,
0: yeah. uh, did it go about how I expected?
2: Yes. I laughed at things I probably shouldn't have, <laughs> at least in their mind. So, yeah, but so did they. So, oh, that's good. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Um, And then the last two honorable mentions I had were uh, Silver Linings Playbook because of the – Great movie. Uh, really, I was thinking about the Eagles win and, you know, all that movie's – Yeah. It, <laughs> It it shares some DNA with Jerry Maguire and that it's really a romantic movie, but it kind of has some some football sport movie trappings. Um, and, and then lastly, uh, Carol with uh Kate Blanchett and Rooney. Oh Moore. yeah, yeah, I saw, I've
1: seen that. Yeah, which, actually,
0: which actually filmed in Cincinnati. Uh, Wait, uh,
1: director's name is Todd Haynes.
0: Right? Todd Todd Haynes, that's correct. That yes. guy's the
1: man. He's a great director.
0: Yeah, and he just came out with a new one called Wonderstruck, I think that should be streaming on Prime right now, and I still need to watch it. Uh, Do you great.
1: ever see uh,
0: Dylan? No. Oh no, 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 what's it called? I'm not here.
1: I'm not here. I,
0: it's on my list because I know that's the one yeah. where like five different people play Bob Dylan, right?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. But if you like Bob Dylan, you'll love
0: it. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, yeah, I gotta crazy. find that one down. Um, because that one looks, that one looks awesome. And and it's one, he's one kind of the. He's
1: kind of a Sundance uh, child, isn't
0: he? Mm, I would assume so. Uh, I
1: mean. Yeah, cause he's an indie
5: guy, but I, you know, I, maybe he's not a uh, Sundance guy. I
0: don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I, I, I think probably I'm not here, uh, would have played at Sundance, uh, cause it's, it's, I think it's that kind of movie. Um, right. and a lot of those guys that we, you know, kind of know today as sort of the indie names, um, at least in, you know, the post, you know, 90s to now era Just probably started Sundance. Post
1: reservoir dogs.
0: Post reservoir dogs. Yes. Um, I'm sure kind of had you know a little bit to do with sundance um and speaking of reservoir dogs uh this is t- totally i mean we we're we're through our our romance movies now, so that's what we've got we've you know we've all shared our top our top romance movies and so happy Valentine's Day everybody um but I just while I'm thinking about reservoir dogs um while I was at Sundance this year, I saw a documentary directed by. The woman that did The Wolf Pack, which was a documentary about these brothers in New York City who, whose parents would not let them out of their apartment and really only learned about the outside world through the films they watched. Um, oh my God. and it's, and I think it's the documentary came out like three years ago, maybe it's called The Wolf Pack and the cover of that movie, their favorite movie is Reservoir Dogs. And so, Ah. so the cover is them, like there's one day where they like either sneak out of the house or they let them out for something and they all, and they don't know how like to dress, you know, but they think oh, reservoir dog, the guys in reservoir dogs are so cool. If we dress as them, we'll be cool. And so they go out all dressed in those suits like, uh, you know, the guys in reservoir dogs do. And so the cover of the movie, there's a shot in the movie of them walking down the street like they do in Reservoir Dogs but then the cover of The Wolf Pack like the poster is kind of them mir- mimicking what's what uh, the Reservoir Dogs poster is nice um and so but I, and I don't remember the documentary that I saw this year I think it was uh um maybe the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary uh, RBG or uh, either that one or um uh This is Home which was about Syrian refugees uh moving to Baltimore and trying to assimilate in the U uh to the US um, sounds like a sundance movie yeah <laughs> um so and i think Wolfpack, uh, i watched it on netflix i don't know if it's still there um hopefully it is cuz it's it's definitely worth your time um cool. but yeah so we're on the subject of sundance Matthew. uh fire what a away beautiful my friend segue. well done what do you got for me
1: well um gosh where do i start well what i remember from sundance
0: um
1: was the buzz. I loved riding the buses and yes. talking to talking to the people like you that were volunteering cuz you guys always had the great insights. <laughs> what what were some of the um was there one movie when I was there uh paranormal activity? Was
4: oh, there. ooh, Actually, classic.
0: There's that slam dance. Oh. Wow. That,
4: that's a romance movie right there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
0: uh yeah. Um so what, what so what what's the buzz on the they, street coming they, out of this? Yeah.
1: One? Well, yeah. Basically, to uh, finish my thought is is that th- nobody could shut up about that movie. Okay. There's a lot of good movies there. Uh, I remember several, uh, but but that one dominated the buzz, if you will, hmm. and it was Slam Dance, which was even more interesting.
2: Yeah. Was,
1: was there a movie like that this year that was just dominating everybody's conversations?
0: Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, and. Uh, and that was kind of the, some of the stuff that I wound up reading online while I was there. And then after the fact Sure. Um, was that this year, a lot of people kind of thought it was a little bit of a down year in terms of acquisitions, especially, uh, especially because typically like in years past, um, you know, like two years ago when I was there, uh Fox searchlight paid like 17 and a half million dollars for the birth of a nation. And the year uh-huh. before that, I think they paid like 12 or something for, uh, me and Earl and the dying girl this year. Like there was nothing like Netflix didn't pick anything up. Amazon didn't pick anything up. um, Uh, uh, Fox didn't pick anything up. Uh, the biggest acquisition this year was, uh, for $10 million from, uh, I think neon who put out, uh, I, and, uh, colossal and some, uh, a couple of other ones. Uh, Ingrid goes west. I think, um, and so they picked up this one called Assassination Nation, which was a, it played in the Midnight Block. And so um, I didn't get to see it. I tried to get into the premiere because I was in, uh, it was premiering at the Library Theater in Park City, Utah, which was the theater that I was volunteering at. And okay. uh so what was nice about being, you know, kind of volunteering right outside the theater um, was that basically when we were done with our shift, I could just basically jump straight in line and uh, at, at every screening at every theater, they've got a certain allotment of tickets for volunteers to take for free and to go watch the films. Um, gotcha. But what was cool, like I said, is that you kind of just get off shift and then you could, you know, if you were, if it was early enough in the afternoon, you could wind up staying for two, three movies the rest of the rest of the day, or you could stay in the evening and catch, you know, like the nine o'clock and then the midnight. Um, so, I think one night we got off shift at like eight fifteen. Um, I made it into whatever was playing at like nine or nine thirty, and then I tried to get out of there and go jump in line for Assassination Nation, which was premiering at midnight. Uh, so we get there there, and it's just absolutely packed. There are no uh, in the t- in the so in the ticket line, so there are no volunteer tickets left. And so they have—I don't remember—I don't know if they had this when you were there, Matt, but they had the wait list, like the e wait list. Um, no, they
1: did not. We just had we just had to wait in line and hope. I mean, I remember people waiting four hours in lines and, and not getting in.
0: Yeah. So now what they have is they encourage everybody to download like the Sundance, whatever year it is. It kind of they update the app for each for each year, and so sure. it was like the Sundance twenty eighteen app. And so they run the e wait list through there. And so what happens is, but two hours before each sh- scheduled showtime, um, you can get on the app and basically claim a spot. In a virtual line for a ticket to get into the film. But that, but that's after obviously they let in the talent that's there for the movie, the pass holders that are there, you know, that spend three grand on their credentials to get in, and then all of the, uh, people that have tickets that are in the ticket line. So they let all those people in first, and if there's any room left, they'll sell to people in the e-wait list. But there's an e-waitlist line, so they say, well, like an hour before, you know, come into the tent and line up next to the ticket holders and get in your numbered order. Kind of, you know, it's between one and like 300 usually. Right. Um, and so, you know, obviously, you know, ones have a better chance of getting in. if you're all the way in the three digits, you you know, you might want to consider something else. Um, So we ended up not getting into the, you know, we couldn't get a waitlist number because we were too late with that from that movie coming out. So what they do when you just kind of want to show up and just try to get a ticket is they'll send you to the very end of the waitlist line. So, so I was there with, like, two other people from my shift, and we tried to get in line for uh Assassination Nation. And there were so many people there that I think they even turned ticket holders away. Wow. Um, yeah, so they had, apparently, so with it being the premiere, and they had a massive cast, and the cast is all, like, I think Bella Thorne's in it and Suki Waterhouse and some of these, like, you know, these hot, young, like, like late teen and 20 something like guys and girls and you know so obviously they brought all their friends and all their family and stuff and so they said for entourage which is like all the people that are like you know the crew and cast from the film and then the people they have with them they had over they had over a hundred people what show up which they which they were like that that is ridiculous we've never seen anything like that before completely unprecedented and not only that, but they also had like over a hundred pass holders turn up, which was also unheard unheard of. And so, and they wound up letting in like, I'm maybe three quarters of the ticket line. And then they basically told everybody else to go home. (laughs) So, uh, no luck getting into assassination nation. And then, and then when it played subsequently throughout the week after that, I, uh, uh, it was either during the times where I was seeing something else or, uh, you know, while I was occupied elsewhere. But, uh, so I didn't get a chance to see it but since it's getting distribution I uh I, I'm, it'll be on my list for later this year. That's
1: awesome. Well my my similar story which has a, a much happier ending um <laughs> <laughs> is uh there was a movie playing that year called Hellride. Okay. And it was a motorcycle movie. I think the guy that made its name was Larry Bishop. And it was not special. It was it was not uh the only reason people were lining up was because Tarantino's name was attached to it because mm. um, he was an executive producer. Uh, and that's it. I think Tarantino gave the guy the money and put his name on it. Gotcha. And the it was a midnight showing and it was freezing cold. So they yeah. had the line. It was at the Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And they had the line kind of in that... like You know how you can kind of go down into that little indoor hallway thing? Yeah, that kind alley. Of, it's still there. Yes. Um, so people... Stacked into it, and it was a bunch of people that looked like me, like <laughs> like college age white dudes obsessed right. with Tarantino. And it was it was rowdy as fuck, and people <laughs> were trying to get into the doors, and people were holding the doors so people couldn't get in, and it, it was getting heated. Oh man! Um, and I waited for four hours, literally, to get into this movie. I was one of the first, like I think, thirty people.
5: Oh, okay, good. Um,
1: which was, a, a, which was awesome, but also very uncomfortable, because I was right by those doors where people were, like, fighting to get in.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And I would just stand there and watch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um. And so I got in. Okay. And sure enough, I sit down. Two rows, directly in front of me, in my eyesight, is Michael Madsen and Dennis Hopper.
3: Ah! Nice. Um, who were
1: both in, in the movie. Holy crap. Um, and then... Down the aisle to my left walks Harvey Weinstein. Oh, jeez. Sits down <laughs> a little ways away from me, but I but uh, on either side of him were two women.
0: Oh my god.
1: And then uh, then coming in behind me is Quentin Tarantino. And this is the weirdest part. Quentin Tarantino comes in with Do you guys watch The Office? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the episode where they had the new employees from the other branch and yes. they have Martin, the black guy who was an ex convict? Yes. That actor came in with Quentin Tarantino, like like they were best friends. Guy <laughs> had nothing You're to do with me. the movie. I don't know why he was there, but he was there with Tarantino. Oh my God. And like six Asian women. <laughs> <laughs> and they, so
2: the Benny cast from The
1: Office. From The Office.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I think
1: Tarantino was just a big fan of. of, of the, the secondary characters in the office.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: So, and they sit down like two rows behind me. <laughs> and I am just completely geeked out Holy on all crap. levels. And the movie is just this this um, two-and-a-half-hour onslaught of exploitation, terrible filmmaking, but it was a guy trying to be Tarantino. <laughs> and it's all over, and they get up on the stage to do their Q&A. And I'm sitting there. I haven't raised my hand once for any of the Q&As all week. And I've said, "Fuck it! I just want—I just want to get something. I just want to interact with these people." So I raise my hand, and I'm the first person called on in the Egyptian Theater, which is a big one. Yeah. <laughs> and they point right at me, and I just try to come up with something clever to make me sound smart. And I go, uh, "Mr. Hopper, was the leather jacket you were wearing in the movie was that the same jacket as the one you wore in Easy Rider?" And he couldn't hear me. Uh. So Mike, Michael Madsen leans over to me, and goes. He wants to know if that was the jacket from Easy Rider, and Dennis Hopper just looks back at me and goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and the whole crowd starts laughing. Oh my god! And I actually shot; I had a little video camera with me. I have footage of it.
0: Oh, you have to—you have to send me that. Yeah, that's I awesome. Don't, I
1: have to track it down. Um, but oh, it was—it was unbelievable. And then afterwards, in the lobby, Tarantino was there, trapped by a, like seventy-five white dudes my age. Oh. Just hounding him. And I fought my way through the crowd. I got a handshake. I said, I'm a fan. And I like, ran out, like, screaming.
5: Yeah. <laughs> wow. And th-
1: that was the highlight. Then I got to meet George A. Romero oh. walking down the street, shook his hand, told him oh. I was a big fan. Seemed like the nicest guy ever. Very yeah. tall. Um, and then the last um, celebrity interaction I had was uh, Vincent Chase. I can't remember the actor's name.
0: Oh, oh. Um, Adrian Grenier?
1: It, thank you. He <laughs> was in line in front of me uh to a coffee shop. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got a that I have a picture of. That's on my Facebook. Nice. Um. So yeah. So it's really short. Yeah, I, yeah. I know one of the people you got to meet. Was there anybody else you got to meet? And tell us about the one that I'm I'm
5: referring to that you told me about.
1: Yeah. So
0: I'm I I got to meet my a hero of mine, Leonard Malton, uh, yeah. who yes. uh the uh, esteemed legendary film critic, um, and historian. I guess at this point. Um. Yeah. Because I I. I just thought of this the other day. I have a a couple of DVDs that Walt Disney put out at one point in time where they basically went back to their vault and kind of dug up, um, uh, some of their old, uh, like cartoons and shows. And so I've got one that's like all of the, like a collection of all of the black and white Mickey mouse cartoons on like two or two DVDs. And then I think the other one is like, um, you know, back in the day they would show, uh, like studios would kind of put together, um, like short of sort of like short documentary films that would kind of play between like the newsreels and the um and like the films that would come on when you would go and you know put your ten cents down and go sit and watch, you know, in the movie theater for a couple hours. Um right. and so so this one was basically a collection of those sort of documentaries that were produced in mm-hmm. like the sixties the fifties and sixties uh based on like Disneyland. And so they and he would,
1: is trembling with jealousy.
0: Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> and so Leonard Malton. I remember seeing him on those DVDs, you know, doing like the bonus features wow. and introductions on stuff and talking about things. Um, but I didn't like uh, at the time, you know, I was too like, oh my god, it's Leonard Malton, like, you know, and and uh, like now I basically just listen to their podcast every week. So he does a podcast called Malton on Movies with his daughter oh, there you go. Oh. with his daughter Jesse. And so that's really what I kind of you know, and and they were both there at Sundance and. You can, you know, i got a picture with them. It's on my Instagram. Um, and so that's kind of really what I talked to them about. And so I don't remember if I told uh, you guys this story or not, but I, uh, um, I saw that uh, he was coming to kind of co-host like a panel um, at uh, one of the sponsored lounges, uh, the Legion M Lounge. And uh, it wasn't really clear to me what the panel was going to be about, but I just saw that he was there to do a discussion of some kind and that was like the first Friday of the festival. So I was like, okay, okay. He's going to be there while I'm off a of sh- volunteer shift and I can go. And so, you know, I was excited and I show up and um, I think he, you know, he didn't come on. I thought he was coming on at four. He didn't come on till five. And so, you know, I was there, but luckily they had free pizza and free beer. And so, oh, you know, well. not, I couldn't go wrong. Um, And so I kind of, you know, he finishes like, I think he finishes the panel, uh, that he was there for uh, at least one of them. I think he was there to do a block of like these 15 minute interviews. Um, and he was there for like two hours or something. And every, you know, 20 minutes they would do, um, like a new interview. Um, and so, uh, he was there with his daughter and I kind of, you know, met and spoke with him just very briefly. Um, and, uh, you know, he, I didn't say much to him that day, but his daughter was really sweet. And then, uh, like later on, on Twitter, like either that day or whenever, um, maybe Saturday, I, I, um, I follow both of them on Twitter and she said something about, you know, yesterday was a great day at the Legion M lounge with my dad and the discussions and, um, kind of posted a little bit of a recap. And so I commented, I said, uh, it was great meeting you and your dad yesterday and, um, you know, have a great festival and all that. And she goes, and she replied to me on Twitter and said something to the effect of, uh, come back on Sunday if you can, and I'd love to, so we can have a proper conversation. Wow. And so I'm like, holy God. So I'm shaking in my boots, right? And so, again, uh, I look at my volunteer schedule and find out, okay, so we're working at this time. Okay, so he'll be there for an hour until I have to get up and leave and go to my my, uh, shift at the library. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, this is a great day. And so I go up there and they're, you know, the, 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 the place where they were doing the talk was kind of right next door to the Egyptians. So it's way up the hill in park city. Um, and so I go in and, uh, I'm there early and, uh, nobody's really there. Cause it's kind of like, you know, it's 11 something in the morning. And, uh, so he's going to show up at noon. And so they show up. And so luckily I kind of get a little bit of space before everybody sort of crams in. And, uh, it's, it's so awesome. I really got to kind of, you know, I think he had foot surgery, uh, a couple of days prior. And so they kind of sat him down and he was sort of limited in his movement, which, sure. which worked great for me because he was sitting in <laughs> one spot the whole time. And I can kind of be like, Hey, Leonard, uh, you know, talking to him about, you know, whatever. <laughs> <Quarter him. laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, but his daughter again is just the sweetest. And she came back and asked me about my podcast. And so I told her about it. And, uh, then we just got to talking about, you know, just, that and movies and, you know, what we, you know, what I know them from and, you know, how much I love their show and all this and that. And, um, you know, I asked, I asked Leonard too, if he'd been able to see any movies at the festival and he said he hadn't because he goes, Oh, it's just, you know, some years are good movie watching years and some years you just don't have any time. And so, you know, that made sense. And so we talked about, about a couple of films that we'd seen recently, um, and then you know i got a picture with them and then obviously kind of did the whole you know before we parted ways did the whole sweet like you know oh it's really nice when you know you meet people you really look up to and you guys are just the coolest and um and so you know they seemed appreciative of that so uh we are at, at least uh, i'm simpatico with his daughter Jessie right now so hopefully we'll we'll uh we'll have to connect somewhere down the line hopefully um but that was really a oh, cool. super special experience for me um no. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, beyond that, I didn't, obviously, I, I mean, nothing really topped that in terms of other people I would have met. But I, I mean, you know, being a volunteer, like, uh, I saw and kind of briefly interacted with a ton of people. Like I had, you know, Shailene Woodley, you know, kind of came through and I said, we said, Hey to each other. And cool. Haley Joel Osment walked right by me. Maggie, Jill- uh-huh. Maggie Gyllenhaal, who is just, in person is just the most radiant person on the planet. Uh, really? yeah, she just, she was coming in for a premiere at the line that I was kind of, you know, quote unquote guarding, or at least, you know, kind of telling people where to go. Um, right. she came through where I was going and she just was there. she was amazing. Um, I met Jason Blum who produced, uh, all the paranormal activities and all the insidious movies and, oh, wow. uh, you know, did happy death day and all the purge stuff. And, um, I think he had like I uh, I talked about that. This is home documentary uh, a little while ago, briefly. Um, he was an executive producer on that because I think he's friends with that director. Um, Gosh. and so he was there for that. And I, you know, I spotted him in an aisle just talking to a guy in the movie theater. And I was on my way to my seat, and I, you know, said, "Jason Blum, hey, you know, saw the documentary, and it was I loved it, man. Congratulations." He goes, oh, thank you, thank you so much. And so, you know, it, these these people that you kind of have these brief interactions with, like, in so in in so many words, you can kind of tell a Little bit about the kind of person they might be, and right. so I and I really got a sense of that with Jason Blum. Like, he I could tell that he's a nice guy, but he was absolutely in producer mode. You know what I no, mean? It's like, funny how a
1: lot of the horror guys, oh, yeah, sweet, gentle people.
0: Oh, yeah, um, and the other thing, too, uh, interesting observation is that the people that you think would uh, maybe deserve to be entitled really don't act that way. Uh, it's kind of the, the people that, uh, like, like the A-list people that you kind of come across are some of the sweetest and most gracious people. Um, and it's the, you know, kind of the LA posers that kind of come through right. and ruin, end up ruining the fun. Um, totally. yeah. So I, I, I had at least one experience like that. It wasn't really too bad. Um, but also my funny story, did I tell my Tessa Thompson story on last week's
4: show? You did, but it has not been released. Okay.
0: Um well Matt you'll have I'll 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 spare the audience for 2 weeks in a row but uh so when we release we're going to release the episode we recorded last week uh I think we're going to do that probably tonight or tomorrow yeah and then we'll in real re- time yeah and then we'll release this one in real time uh probably on Tuesday or Wednesday around Valentine's Day um and so you guys will have to listen to the the show that we post tonight or tomorrow to hear the Tessa Thompson story. And Tessa Thompson is uh was Valkyrie and Thor Ragnarok. Um Oh okay who uh, she's gonna be in the Annihilation movie that's coming out. Uh she was the girlfriend in Creed, if you saw Creed. Yes. Um so she's making a name for herself. She's she's pretty big right now, so uh, spoiler
4: alert, she does not like Ben <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Well Well just
1: as a uh, contrast to that, and I know we're getting long here, but uh, didn't you say somebody listened to your podcast? You met a listener?
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I uh, So literally, like that day, that Sunday I came back to meet uh, the Maltons, uh, I kind of said, you know, my parting, we parted ways, and I went back to my seat to get my backpack and, and, and coat to, to leave, and this kid that's in the row uh, says what did you say the name of your podcast was again? And I said, The Real Movies Podcast. And he goes, I feel like I've listened to that before. Your your voice sounds super familiar. And he, ah. said, and he asked me what my name was, and so I told him, my name's Ben, Ben Kniff, and so, you know, and I asked him what his was, and he was like, Adam or Ryan or something like that. So he goes, yeah, I've definitely listened to your show. I love it, man. And I said, oh, dude, like, I mean, obviously, that's the first time I've met somebody that I don't know. That's the like, dream. In the wild, just, you know, t- like, what kind of a? How small is this world? Like I, that was really right. the kind of humbling thought I had right there. So um, cool. And so you know, I thanked him for for being a, a listener, and um, so yeah, I was just. And then you uh, asked
5: him
1: for fifty bucks so he can have your
0: art. <laughs> I said, yeah. Art <laughs> yeah. for twenty five dollars
2: a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. So that That's was
0: really cool. so. Those were kind of the highlights with people I met. Um, but real quick though I know yeah like you said we are running a little long but we're okay um uh if i had to say that um i saw i think probably the aside from assassination nation uh there's one getting a lot of talk called mandy with nicholas cage it was a kind of a goofy midnight film from what i heard i didn't get to see oh it oh my god i didn't get to see it but i you know again it got picked up and so um i'm going to look for that later this year
1: wow absolutely
0: um I-
1: Cage is so bad, he's good.
0: After <laughs> right, and I heard that this was his best movie in in a long time. And so that's, well,
4: that's not saying much, then. right? That's exactly right. So <laughs> we're
0: gonna have to find we're gonna have to find out exactly what that means. Um, that's
5: so cool. That's exciting, actually. Yeah,
0: but uh, but I will say that I saw uh, um, the film that won the Grand Jury Prize was The Miseducation of Cameron Post with Chloe Grace Moretz and uh, Sasha Lane, who was the star of American Honey. Uh, if you ever saw that. And so, um, that one was good. It was kind of like, if you could imagine, like, kind of an indie, like, basically a cross between the perks of being a wallflower and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And it's no. like, so it's like, so it's like Chloe Grace Moretz Wait, gets caught. Are
4: you describing American Honey or the movie at Sundance? The movie at okay, Sundance. Okay. So I was going to disagree <laughs> no, with you very not much. Not American Honey. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, but the miseducation of Cameron Post. So, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz plays Cameron Post and she gets caught. By her prom date or perhaps boyfriend, she's having sex in a car on prom night with her best friend who's a girl. And so the, so the guy catches so- her. And so, <laughs> so the guy catches her, and uh, her parents, you know, obviously the parents find out, and so they send her to gay conversion camp. And so oh And so the movie is about her, you know, making friends and trying to figure out life at this, you know, gay conversion camp. And so it's a very it's a very interesting movie. I don't know; it didn't blow me away. It wasn't my favorite movie the festival, but it was good. Um, so, uh, and it, again, cool. I guess it won the grand jury prize for the U.S. dramatic uh, block. So that's something to be said for that. Uh, right. No, but um, then the other three were. Uh, I saw a movie called Blind Spotting, which uh, is a little hard to describe. You might have to look it up on IMDb. Uh, but it's it stars Daveed Diggs, who uh, was one of the uh, co stars of. Hamilton in the original run with Lin Manuel Miranda, Uh Um, and this is his first movie, and he co-wrote it with his co-star, and it's kind of like a buddy movie, but there's a lot of like genre bending in it, and so uh, it's really, really interesting and really well done. And then, um, uh, sorry to bother you, starring uh, Lakeith Stanfield and again Tessa Thompson. And when you'll listen, if you listen to the other show, you'll hear you'll hear more about that. But, uh, um. Sorry to bother you another pretty bizarre one. Uh another it's some of these are just so hard to describe. Basically, Keith Stanfield plays a guy who uh is kind of a a little bit of a burnout but he gets a job as in a telemarketing uh, uh as a telemarketer and uh you know, he winds up kind of uncovering some things as he sort of rises in the ranks at his job. And it kind and it kind of leads him on this strange odyssey. Uh, and it goes to a lot of places that you will never see coming. And so that one was, it was very funny and some of it's pretty dramatic. And, uh, so that one's good. And then, uh, the last one, which is another one you're going to hear a lot about is Hereditary. Um, which, that a- rings a bell. yeah, so A24 had that one even before the festival began. And so uh-huh. they're going to be putting it in theaters. I think June 8th was the date that I saw. Yes. Um, I- oh, and- yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Uh, yes.
1: I know I, it's, a... Uh... It's supposed to be horrifying, right? Yes. It's supposed to be really
0: scary. Yeah, so a lot of places kind of right after Sundance ended were writing articles about uh, how scary this movie was. Like, you know, this is the trailer for the movie that, you know, terrified Sundance. Um, And it's interesting because what worries me about it, I saw the the movie. And I can can say with all certainty that it is as scary as people have kind of talked about. Yes. It is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, and it's and I I, but it's what worries me is that a lot of these like movies that are coming out of Sundance these past couple of years like your It Follows and your Babadook and your Witch or whatever like yeah great movies but again like you know they're also ones that I worry you know they've fallen victim to a little bit of the hype because I know a lot of people that saw those movies and were like this is the scariest movie of the last 30 years. Bullshit. Like, you know, that's not scary at all. Like what worries me is that, you know, the marketing for, and the, and the hype for hereditary is going to be the same. Right. But, but I will say that like I've seen the, all those other movies. I like all those other movies very much. Hereditary is scarier than all three of those. Like oh all those goodness. ones that, um, and, but again, you know, Go in.
1: in. In like a couple of sentences, can you describe what is so scary about it?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it without spoiling anything. No, no, he I can't. Know, that's tough. <laughs> um, just something really awful happens. to Like one bad thing happens to this one family and then a really awful thing happens to the same family. And then things kind of go downhill from there.
4: Oh, so like Krampus? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or is it scary?
5: I was gonna say like Insidious. <laughs> is, is it scary?
1: Is it scary in in the way like when I think of It Follows?
2: That one's like an anxiety scary.
5: Right. Mm,
1: no. Or is it more like a like Bab- Babadook.
2: I've never seen that.
1: Completely. Babadook.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh, God. It's kind of like if you took kind of the premise of the babadook and married it with the premise of the entire paranormal activity series not just the first one so there's kind of a storyline that they tried to shoehorn into the, like the five movies that came after um and i once upon a time i was a massive fan of the paranormal activity series until the last two sequels just totally ruined the whole thing um sure. but there's basically yeah so i would say kind of the 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 um sort of the horror of uh, loss and coping that the babadook is about married yes. with married with kind of the supernatural strange you don't know, you don't really demonic stuff that goes on in paranormal activity oh. it's kind of a mashup of those and it's Well you know and as it,
5: far as it goes with with the whole hype thing i, yeah. I totally
1: know what you mean because every time like Blair Witch. It started with Blair Witch in my mind. That's the first Sundance yeah. movie, These one of these horror movies that was so hyped. Yeah. Um, and I remember yeah. as a kid people talking about throwing up while they were seeing it. Right. And then you see it and you're like, okay, it was creepy, but I wasn't puking. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, and I think that's just part of the human brain. I don't think there's any way to avoid it. It's like being in line for a roller coaster. Yeah. It's always scarier while you're in line than when you're actually riding the roller
2: coaster. Right. So you told me not to watch Babadook.
1: Well Kate, Kate, yeah, I don't think Kate would like Baba Duke. I think it's a yeah. little too intense for her that Duke was creepy,
0: yeah, and if you honestly though, if you didn't see the Baba Duke or didn't make it through the Baba Duke, I would not recommend hereditary
1: well i i am the opposite of kate i i I'm good with it <laughs> okay, I was
0: going to say if you like if you like scary movies and you like being being scared, I would say absolutely go for it. It's a movie that's the
1: scariest movie you've ever seen,
0: ah <sighs> mm. I don't know, cause I think honestly probably the scariest, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge exorcist fan. I'm a huge psycho fan. I'm a huge Halloween fan. What was um, the
5: first movie you said? Exorcist. 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 Oh, um,
0: yeah. and then, uh, but like in, in, within the, like, in like the 2010s era, in the years that, you know, I've had friends that are like, oh man, you gotta see this one. It's so scary. You know, we were all paranormal activity buffs and once upon a time, I thought That's that true. was super scary. Um, but then, you know, Sinister after that, I think, is an extremely underrated film, um, yeah. I think, is also very terrifying. And then uh, when The Conjuring came out, the first Conjuring, I also very much enjoyed. Even though, you know, some were like, well, it's kind of, if you've seen, you know, Poltergeist and some of these other ones, it's basically that. But um, uh, I thought Conjuring was pretty scary, too. And so... By the way,
1: quick, quick plug... Uh... The writer of Sinister has his own podcast called Junk Food Cinema. I don't know if you listen to it.
0: He does. Amazing. Yes, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I listened to their episode today Cardio. on Josie and the Pussycats. And so, um, yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> Just also me. a great horror movie. <laughs> 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 With yeah, uh, music perfect. like you wouldn't expect. Um, the
1: most scared I've ever been watching a movie was the first time I saw Paranormal Activity at Slamdance. Yeah. Because my whole class watched it. It was in one of those little rooms. It was like basically what I'm thinking of for the craft house cinema brick and mortar. Mm. Um, and it was horrifying every time that clock. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stop. Everybody in the room fucking tightened up and grabbed (laughs) onto each other. And it was horrifying.
0: Yeah. There's a, um, there are some moments in hereditary, but hereditary is more like, uh, you know, it's, they don't, it's not found footage, but there are moments in, in it where it's like the, something's going on in the background that you will barely see. But, uh, that's but, the but, shit. but if that's you're right, eagle-eyed Myers, enough, you'll go nuts. Yes, exactly. So there's a lot of like that kind of stuff where it rewards you, your eye kind of wandering around the frame, which is the kind of uh, horror that I love. And so, yeah. And so, uh, that's what I love most about it. Those are the parts that I felt were scariest. Um, oh,
1: that's such a good way to, I'm stuck on the way you, you just said that it rewards your eye for wandering around the screen. Yes, that shit is the scariest shit when you're just, they hold on a shot. Yeah, and you kind of look in the shadows and you see like some eyes or yes, a or, or that shit is horrifying.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree.
1: And, I, and the first time I ever experienced that was with Halloween, and, and it's yeah. not as subtle. But you look out that classroom and you don't
5: quite see it at first, but you realize,
1: oh, there's a fucking dude in a mask,
0: right? Standing. There. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, Halloween is one of my all-time favorites, and I'm great movie. And I wasn't, I wasn't Definitely. sold on the uh, the David Gordon Green Danny McBride idea of coming back and trying to resurrect it, but uh, um, I saw another movie just real quick at Sundance called Arizona, um, that was kind of a horror comedy, uh, about uh, it starred Danny McBride as this guy who, um obviously it's like in a suburb of Phoenix and uh, it's set during like the, like right as the housing bubble is about to burst in 2008.
1: And um, when I was at Sunday,
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And so uh, he uh, goes to his a realtor played by Seth Rogen, who's in the movie for like three minutes. And uh, <laughs> they get into kind of a tussle that results in kind of a, you know, something happens to Seth Rogen Um <laughs> and and uh the lead actress is uh, Rosemary DeWitt and so she kind of witnesses what Danny brought or what they hey, kind of do mean, to each other.
1: You mean she de witnesses?
0: She DeWitnesses. witnesses.
4: <laughs> 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 you are never allowed back on this podcast, Matthew. <laughs> but you're uh, welcome on. Let's I talk about it anytime.
0: <laughs> uh but um so what ensues is him trying to, you know, He's not like a killer, or at least doesn't start off that way. He's just kind of a desperate guy. But then when he finds out that he, you know, she witnesses what he did, he kind of evolves eventually throughout the course of this movie. He kind of turns into this boogeyman. And, uh, it's just really, it's interesting if nothing else. It's not fantastic. Okay,
1: sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, but he, it, it made me at least, excited at the prospect of him being involved in some form or fashion in a Halloween movie. So we'll gotcha. have to, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but hereditary coming out in June, avoid the trailers if you can. Uh, uh, too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I, I think it's as scary as people are saying. And I really really hope it stays that way for people that go to see it when it comes out in theaters i'm i'm i d- i think it's scarier than all those other films that have been you know come out of festivals and been called the scariest thing in decades yes um cuz some of those movies are like you know it's not really scary until the last half hour or whatever hereditary sure. hereditary is 2 hours of terror basically and uh, that is- and so yeah. I'm hoping that that holds up for people even after whatever kind of marketing they're going to do for yeah. it comes through. Um, You'll get
1: your people who want to act brave and say it was not sure. that bad, but I, I'm sure it is scary. I cannot wait to see
0: it. Yeah, and there's some pretty there's some pretty dark stuff in it, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's too much for some people. So, um, sure. so I I I really hope that that one's I'm going to be looking at that one probably more than anything else that I saw, just because I'm most interested in to find out how other people react. Have
1: you ever Um, seen *Cable
0: Holocaust*? Yes, I have. That is one movie that I refuse to watch ever again.
1: Yeah, I I I remember watching my door with my head. I was watching my door open, and I went out where I closed. I was like, I hope nobody sees me watching this.
0: I saw. I saw. I went to uh, Western Kentucky, and they used to uh, every once in a while somebody would kind of put on like a midnight movie, uh, like block. They would you know kind of rent out space for like three or four weeks in a row uh, on like a Friday night. Um, in like the mass media building where they basically have a cinema sized projector screen and they would, you know, for free, you could come in and, you know, watch a midnight movie. And so this one kid that was, you know, running the group brought in his Blu ray of Cannibal Holocaust and showed it uh, on this big, you know, on this big screen. And so I, I, I went to see it because I was like, oh, this is Cannibal Holocaust. I've heard it's, I've heard all of these crazy things about it. And so I was like, you know, I gotta go see this. And I wound up dragging a friend of mine to it. I don't remember how or why or That's whatever. Poor,
5: poor, poor friend.
0: Yeah. Um, I really feel for her. Like she, we both kind of looked at each other at the end. Like, what the fuck did we just see? Um, you gotta take a shower. Right. Exactly. Um, and he showed the full, like on the Blu-ray, apparently you can show either the, the pita friendly version or, the, or the full animal cruelty version. And he obviously showed the full animal cruelty version. Oh, and that was a oh, little the
4: rough.
5: Turtle. The turtle is the worst thing I've
0: ever oh, seen. Oh, God. Life. Agreed.
1: Um, I have no idea what you're talking or about. Were, oh, Although,
4: if I can uh, edit my list from earlier, I'd like to add that to my top three romantic <laughs> comedies. You're such a
3: romantic. <laughs> I try. You're, you're going to steal my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't say that. He's got a baby on
0: the way.
1: Oh, congratulations. Thank
0: you, you. Thank you. <laughs> um. But yeah, so, um, unless there's anything else from you guys, I think I've spoken my piece this week.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's dinner time in the Romery House here. (laughs) That's a good (laughs) tagline.
0: Should save that for our next show.
3: (laughs) Well, this was fun, guys.
1: We really appreciate you having us. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely looking forward to doing it again. And it sounds like you had a great time at Sundance. I'm super jealous of that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, man. Let's send each other some beer and uh, look into the laws. Let us know what happens, and we'll we'll go on from there.
0: Where can uh, people find you guys on social media?
1: I'm going to keep it simple for this. Find us on Instagram. I think if people find us on Instagram, they can figure out the rest. Yeah. Um, just, it's just at Craft House Cinema uh, on Instagram. And that's kind of our main uh, outlet besides listening to our podcast, which you can find us on all the main iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. We are Craft House Cinema. Two words. Um, that's it. And, and my my full name is Matt Romery. I lied. I said I was going to just do the Instagram. Okay. <laughs> He's doing, doing the at full one. Matt Romery. M A T T R O M A R Y. And then Kate is
2: at Kate underscore Rome. R O
4: M E S. And then uh, social securities for our listeners.
5: <laughs> one, two,
2: three, four.
0: <laughs> hey that's the same combination i use on my luggage
2: yeah <laughs> like i said i said on our episode that we just uh, released today that um someone it was bubblegum drive messaged and said oh where can i send this beer and i just gave her my address <laughs> oh my god and i was like because she's like you guys have a p.o box and i'm like oh shit we don't that's probably a good idea
3: yeah so, yeah, that
2: I'm might like, be a good I idea. Trust her. I don't think she's gonna fly down here and come kill us or anything. She seems
1: nice. And if she does, it'd be great podcast
2: material. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. Perfect. I mean, we get popular overnight for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, uh, hopefully the Real Movies podcast doesn't have to fly down and save anybody. I mean, we will if we have to, but you know, <laughs> cool. we'll th- we'll have to talk about it.
1: It's all about content. It could make <laughs> yeah. a great romance movie. It could make a great <laughs> romance
0: movie. So, uh, Dan, can they find you anywhere on social media?
4: Uh yeah, I'm all over the place.
1: Do they want to, Dan? Do they really want
4: to? Uh, it depends who they are, I suppose. Um, <laughs> most places I'm xtwodx. Um, yeah, that's probably the easiest way to do that.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, as always, I am at the real Benny C on Instagram and Twitter, and you can uh like the Real Movies blog on Facebook. Um, and also, I think Dan, we got to start reminding people to rate and review the podcast on, true. I, on iTunes. Because we really haven't been hitting that as hard as we need to as of you late. Definitely. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh,
5: we,
1: we, we do the same. We forget that all the time, but it's super important.
0: Yeah, and so if you guys could leave us a rating uh, on iTunes and maybe a little comment if you're so inclined, we would love that. Yeah. Because evidently that's a thing that's supposed to help podcasts. Yeah, if you out.
4: enjoy listening to Ben's voice each time I remember to put a podcast up, uh, yeah, rating, reviewing helps other people listen too, so... Definitely something uh, you should go do.
0: That right. stuff. And <laughs> so we want to give one final thank you to Matt and Kate from Craft uh, House Cinema for joining us this week. Uh, I believe this will be the start of a beautiful friendship, uh, and so we look forward <laughs> to uh, hopefully many other uh, crossovers and collaborations down the line. Uh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> in the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. Sure, sure. <laughs>
2: You guys have a really cool sign-up. Yeah, I like your sign-up. We just are like, bye guys.